the Olympics have arrived. That's it. That's the intro. That's it. The the shady queen in me says you didn't want to write an intro. So you just went with that and calling it the Olympics opening. But um, I have a feeling that you were just being lazy today. (laughs) I have a feeling that that is all that I care about right now, because I have been waiting (laughs) for this moment because we didn't, you know, 2020 was supposed to be a thing and she ain't happened. And I um, even did a count. How many days has it been since the last Olympics? And it has been 1,797 days. You are so extra. I'm going through <laughs> track and field withdrawal. We have talked about before, like, sports are not necessarily my gym. Like, I don't, you know, I don't know. But the Olympics, this is my this is my season. I get 17 days of just bliss. I am so excited. It is, it don't, it doesn't make any sense. I'm here for it. Rona be damned, but I am here for it. I'm ready. I am ready, ready, ready. <laughs> so I wanted to do a correction because we were, and my friend, uh, shout out to Lexi, had texted and was like, if you guys are going to the Los Angeles Olympics, I'm coming. You have to tell me because we talked about recording from Los Angeles. I thought that that was next, but we have Paris first. We don't have LA till 2028. I'm going to totally be old. forgot about the baguettes. <laughs> I totally forgot because I did know that at some point. So Los Angeles is 2028. Paris is 2024. I have feelings about that. So not really feelings, but I was really hyped about it being in LA in 2024, partially because as we were just talking about, like the time difference, like I can get with three hours behind and like, you know, but to to completely have to adjust my brain and all of the things and get on the streaming platform so we can see all the stuff, like, it's a lot. But LA 2028, that seems, fu- again, I'm going to be old. Will I be able to stay up? I'm going. I don't care. <laughs> Maybe by then, Water and Webster will be a TV show and not just a podcast. Um, so you talk about the time delay. This Tokyo time delay is going to be a doozy. Now, one of the things I always notice in years past is the events happen live and NBC <laughs> records them and they're like, yeah, we're going to hold this tape until prime time. And so what happens is you can read online who did what, and then they don't show the shit until they want to show it like at 10 o'clock at night. To that little nasally voice. <laughs> it takes me out, but you're but- right. And now, especially with just ever since, because I remember the last Olympics was what, Beijing, right? What did we have last? No. Rio. Rio, right. Sorry. Beijing was right before that. Okay. So with Rio, again, time differences, all of that. But you could see, you know, people were posting already about the medals that were already won. You were able to find out. And it was sad. Like, it's literally your whole timeline is spoilers. And so, and I, and I know it's going to be the same way. And so that's why I'm like with LA, it's a little bit closer, maybe not would as much. You, 
would you rather sing live no matter what time it is here? In other words, would you get up at, I don't even know why I'm asking you this because I know the answer. Would you get up at three in the morning to watch something happening because it's happening live? Would you rather see it in prime time and kind of prepare to, to sit down and just watch it in the four hour window? That is such a good question. I think I would want to, I, I might be up at 3 a.m. <laughs> but... <laughs> The problem with that is that like nobody else is up with me. So one of the joys of like, of it being prime time and people can kind of watch it as a collective, like you get to scream and shout together, all of those things. Yeah. So if, if I were watching it live, if that were a thing, I would have to put in a leave of absence for 17 days from work because you know what I'm not going to is get up 3am screaming and carrying on and then expect to work somebody's job. Mm Mm-mm. No. X. I need it. I need it though. Um, so we are already in the games or about to be in the games and COVID showing up mm-hmm. <laughs> already, already showing up. And so on the, so I have been on olympics.com, which is a great resource. Like it's literally all of the things. Um, and they have, I don't know if something happened because now the site isn't working, but they have a COVID-19 list that they update regularly that shows all of the like confirmed positive cases. And so when I looked in preparation for this recording, I think it was like already at over 80. So, and, and they don't give too much detail. What they do say is like, whether they are a resident of Japan or a non-resident. And it's definitely been a mixture of both. And so it's like, you know, we always knew the reason why this didn't happen last year is because the world was a mess and the world is still a mess. And so are the Olympics going to be just a super spreader? What do you think? So I think two things. First, I don't think they will be because I think a lot of these athletes have been vaccinated and that seems to provide at least some inoculation from both infection and serious illness. As we spoke about, I think last week or maybe the week before, um, we're going to have some of these breakthrough COVID cases, even if you're vaccinated. I think, Bianca, we're going to have to stop treating this like some sort of plague and just expect that we're going to have some positivity among us. And we're not going to be able to just stop everything we're doing because someone came down with COVID. I'm going to start, I think we should start treating it like the flu. When you get the flu, you know, you have to stay home. We encourage you to stay home and rest up. But we don't like we don't send you home necessarily from the Olympics because you come down with the flu. You know what I mean? Like, I think we need to start thinking about COVID in in, through that lens. Now, I want to put in a little disclaimer. I'm saying this because I'm basing my comments on people getting vaccinated. So if you're not vaccinated, that comment doesn't really apply to you because you're doing something that we don't advise here at this podcast. But for people who are vaccinated, I'm speaking to those folks now, among the vaccinated, I think we need to we need to treat positivity differently because positivity among the vaccinated is not going to kill you and it's not going to cause serious injury. I'm serious. I think illness. it's also, so I, so I guess I have questions then um, if we know were all of the Olympians required to be vaccinated from all of the countries. Did they have I, I, access to that? I would need to look it up. I don't mm. think that there was a requirement that they be vaccinated because, you know, we can't, 
you know, most countries don't compel vaccinations. And so I don't think they were required. They were probably encouraged, but I don't, I don't, I haven't seen that they were required as a condition to be at the game. Because with that being said, right, like, you know, somebody who tests positive for COVID, but was vaccinated, their symptoms might look different, death, no. However, you can still, you are still able to spread to those who are not vaccinated. So example, this goes, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, Our homegirl, Coco, Coco Guff, she's, (laughs) um, she tested positive for COVID. And so, but I'm, I'm pretty sure that Coco was vaccinated. So this goes back, that goes back to my comment. So people who choose not, if you're an athlete traveling the world and you choose not to get vaccinated, that's crazy, eh? <laughs> People have choice, Isaiah. <laughs> um, I'm sorry, yes, that was an I statement. I don't, I, I'm speaking for myself. But B, um, it provides you with the coverage of knowing, the assurance of knowing that even if you come back positive, you're not going to get seriously ill or be hospitalized. And so I think that that's, that's the key. And so we're going to have people who, temp, who get positive, who test positive because they've been vaccinated. That's going to happen. We just have to push through it. <clears throat> I think it's going to be, I am, I am sad about Coco. And there's, there's quite a few, like, um, people already who have test positive. I think just the reality is we know that a uh, a positive COVID, ca- COVID case for somebody who is vaccinated versus somebody who is not can be very different. Yes. So yes. therefore, you know, I understand them taking the precautions. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, oof, yeah. Oh, I hate COVID. I feel like I've never saved that person. I, I think- fucking hate it. <laughs> I think the struggle is, you know, I've seen a lot of people saying, do we even need to have these games? Like we're in a pandemic, let's just, let's just not do this. Bianca, we've been in this pandemic now for almost a year and a half. And I think at some point, you know, you just have to kind of, life has to go on. And I, that is a hard thing to say. And I know it's yeah. hard to hear, especially since so many souls were lost. But it, at yeah. some point, whether it be this summer, this fall, next summer, next fall, at some point we have to continue with life and, and, and we have to uh, figure out a way to live with this pandemic. Because I don't think we're going to get to a day where the pandemic isn't with us. Like there's no cliff where oop, we have it today and we don't yeah. have it tomorrow. So there has to be some sort of in-between where we're carrying on and dealing with the fact that COVID is around us. And if we go back into lockdown every time there's a spike or every time someone comes down, that's, that, it's, it, it can't be that. It has to be something else other than that because that's not going to work. So the best we can do since we can't, since, well, since we don't want to mandate that people take this vaccine, the best we can do is incentivize it and continue to encourage our fellow human beings to take their shots. We are also speaking from a place of privilege because- What the hell does that mean? These shots are available to anybody who wants them. In this country, let's be clear. (laughs) <laughs> yes, I can't speak to other countries. Exactly. Yes, we can correct. walk into we can speak to that because we yes, do know. we can walk into our little CVS, go get it real quick and come back out. It is not that way worldwide. And so that's why, again, when we have these conversations of like the athletes, did they have access to? There's some countries where only two percent of folks are are vaccinated. And so here we are, herd immunity, but people still act in ass. I don't know. Neither here nor there. We're not gonna spend every time talking about COVID. <laughs> what 
one other thing I wanted to say, because this I thought about this this week on social media. There's no, you don't have to go. Like mm-hmm. if you're an athlete that's either skittish about being around people or you weren't vaccinated or whatever, like you don't have to go to the Olympics. You could just say, you know what? I'll catch y'all in Paris. <laughs> <laughs> so like it's it's an optional event no one's forcing anyone to participate so if you're an athlete and you don't you either weren't vaccinated or you have some sort of feeling about it you can just skip tokyo you can you can ah uh, i think that's a hard decision because people train their a lot of these olympians train their whole lives to get to this point and sometimes the window for athletes and ages and all of those things, the Olympics is every four years. Like that window might be, I don't know, for Coco, she's what, 17. Coco got time. Shakari, 21. Shakari got time. Like <laughs> they got plenty of they got plenty of Olympics to play in. <laughs> exactly. Some other folks, mm, this might be it. Window might be closing. But uh, neither here nor there. Um, we just wish them all the best in the need to know we get into what we will and won't be tuning into over the next 17 days oh 17 days so there are so many sports <laughs> things that i i forgot was a thing or or didn't really tune into before there are 46 different events um that's a lot uh, not to mention the new ones. So, so really quickly, the new sports this year, uh, skateboarding. Ah. No, no, <laughs> that's some white people bullshit. But we can come not, back to that. Oh. I love- Wait, I don't even watch. You know what? And people, and I, I know we have some listeners that are going to be like, you know what? That was uncalled for. I apologize for that comment because I don't watch it. It could, it could be all black and brown people. I have no idea because See, I have never seen it. And there you go. It. And there's nothing I love more than, especially seeing little black kids on skateboards. There's this black girl in my neighborhood who's always on her skateboard. And I'm like, yes, sis, because we think of it as white kids. Anyway, um, so skateboarding, new. Baseball and softball are coming back <laughs> because it's, they could have kept them out. <laughs> they've been gone since 2008. <laughs> and the reason they brought it back is because it's so popular in Japan. But Paris, no, it's not coming back. Whatever. From Paris. Paris is like, girl, bye. <laughs> <laughs> Au revoir. Um, karate. So they had. Now, yes. Now so that's had, a real sport. Real, <laughs> so they had judo <laughs> and now they're bringing now, karate as well. I mean, let's be clear, Bianca. Is skateboarding a yes! sport, really, or is that a hobby? There it are. Is... So remember the X okay. Games. Do the X Games still happen? Those were like extreme sports, and like that's very dangerous. And we've had we've had a conversation about why I don't like to do dangerous <laughs> things. I'm aware of that, but that's not something I would ever participate in. But yes, speaking of um, dangerous <laughs> sports, climbing. I had to look that up. So that essentially is new, and it's like rock climbing with your fingers. You okay. just climbing things. New. Um, yeah. And surfing. Like on the ocean? Mm-hmm. What how is it? <laughs> so is the competition who can do it the fastest? Like I'm I don't understand. Like, what's the competition? So I would definitely say, well, one, surfing has been around forever and there are competitions, like it is a very big thing. But on again, Olympics.com, I'm gonna plug them. 
they have these really cute videos called one minute, one sport. So every, um, every event, every sport you can click on and they have this one minute, like little animated video that shows you about the sport, what they're looking for, like kind of how it works, how it's scored. So you can go on and see how surfing is going to be done and what they're looking for. So here's, here's my thing. One of the reasons why I think I'm unfamiliar with most of these sports is because NBC only puts like 12 True. of them on TV. <laughs> so maybe if they put some of this shit on TV, I would be more familiar and I'd be like, okay, yeah, I like this. They only show gymnastics, track and field, volleyball, and what else? Swimming. <laughs> and swimming, swimming. They really show you four things. And during the day, you might catch some some tennis oh, yes. or wrestling or water polo, but like you don't, we don't even get into a third of the forty six of these sports. You will not find, you will not find taekwondo on anybody's TV. You will not find sailing. You will not find, you will not find rowing. I mean, you you can't find half of this shit when it when it's actually going on. Fair. Does it? Um... Because NBC, they have like NBC Sport. Like there's other channels and then I think like ESPN. There's some other but, folks who cover but it. But the audience for those are very small. Most yeah. people get their coverage from the network. Absolutely. And on the network, the network turns over their whole, you know, their whole they schedule. Do. They have enough time to put on some other things. They don't, they don't. When was the last time you saw Olympic golf? <laughs> exactly. I'm not even into golf. I didn't I didn't know it was an Olympic Me sport neither. because I didn't until I saw it on this list. I'm like, oh, they have golf. I've never seen that on NBC. <laughs> NBC say y'all gonna get what you get. <laughs> and what, and what but we, but get. we will we will get wall-to-wall coverage of Simone Biles, which I'm okay yes. with. But like, but see, we can't name any of the other athletes because they're not gonna be on TV. So let's or but they're not gonna be on a TV that you and I are gonna be watching. They'll be on one of those <laughs> other channels like CNBC. Fair. <laughs> But it depends. There, so okay. So let's get into you know again. We love a list. Uh, what are we watching? What's what are your must-watch events? So I like any sport where the men are in skimpy outfits, and so this this puts me firmly into wrestling, water polo, and track and field. Um, I love it. I absolutely love to watch these beautiful athletes and their beautiful bodies in next to no clothes. Um, so those three for sure. You watch wrestling? I also enjoy. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> wrestling is the is the gayest <laughs> sport out there. Love it, love it, love it, love. It. But again, it's hard to find. I'll probably have to watch it online because they don't put that on TV. When was the last time you saw wrestling? On I TV? never. <laughs> exactly. Um, I also like the. I love the tennis. Mm -hmm. Of course, I'll be watching the tennis. I like. Um, I like the gymnastics. And you're gonna laugh at this. Don't laugh. I kind of like the archery. <laughs> with a little bow and arrow. <laughs> Bullseye. I'll watch that one. I just... <laughs> Again, it's no Black people. It's all, it's all our white brothers and sisters. But you know what? I get into it. Whatever. I love a little bow and arrow at the archery field. So I am... <clears throat> one, I watch anything where there's Jamaicans. <laughs> I am very clear where my loyalties lie. So I was looking up which events. And so we're participating in six events this year, gymnastics being one of them. So again, Simone Biles is the GOAT. So I don't know how far our sister from Jamaica is going to go. But if there's an opportunity to see her, I am going to watch. I'm going to watch gymnastics. Uh, we have a Jamaican um, young girl too doing judo. I don't even know how judo works. I'm going to watch it. 
Um, definitely swimming. So I usually watch swimming anyway, but a Jamaican swimming. I'm going to watch that one. Uh, we have 61 athletes participating in track and field. 60. I'm watching that. And that's usually volleyball. We don't, but I usually watch volleyball anyway. Did you say you watch volleyball? Cause that's skimpy. No, no, I don't. No, I don't watch that. The men don't wear the bikinis. The women do. The men wear kind of shorts, but they are sometimes shirtless. And so, but I don't like volleyball as a sport. So I usually skip that one. I, I like it. <laughs> I will definitely be watching. Yeah. So volleyball, gymnastics, swimming, judo, I'm going to give a try. And I think track and field. And I think that's it. Cause there's just some that I just can't get into. Oh, like equestrian <laughs> equestrian i don't understand rhythmic gymnastics with the ribbon i don't really yeah that's not I, a sport either it's pretty to look at but it's not a sport <laughs> and i'm sorry some of these just aren't sports and i know that people get up in their feelings when 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 non followers say that but it's it's just the truth of the matter really trampoline gymnastics i don't what is that what the it, hell <laughs> what the, I, what the hell <laughs> It is. A th so I don't want to, again, I, when I watch gymnastics, I no when I watch gymnastics, when I watch the Olympics period, I am always just in awe because I think about the amount of time and dedication and training and everything to get to this point. Like it is a big fucking deal. And then I'm usually laying in my bed, eating fudge stripe cookies while I watch <laughs> That sounds delicious. They are so good. Come on, Keebler. Um, they didn't pay us. So scratch that. <laughs> you know, we just be giving away our ad space. You really do be giving free commercials in this space. <laughs> Ew. But I love those cookies. Um, but I watch and I am just like, wow, I am in awe. And then every now and then I'm like, yeah, like I'm motivated. I'm going to run or something. And then I don't. I just eat the cookies. So I say all that to say people put time, energy, years training into trampoline gymnastics. So we should, we should honor that the same way they're about to do with skateboarding. I think I'm going to watch skateboarding. I, I mean, why not? I told myself I was also going to watch some things that I've never seen before. <laughs> like um, it's maybe some of this, the, the bike stuff. I never watched the, the bike, bike stuff. She calls it the bike stuff, y'all. <laughs> you mean cycling? <laughs> they have three different, they have three different kinds. Cycling BMX freestyle, cycling BMX racing, and, and then cycling, cycling road. Oh, road they have four. And, and cycling track. See, this five. is five. They have five. <laughs> and cycling <laughs> bike. That's foolishness. We don't need five different cycling events. It's just cycling, y'all. Come on now. <laughs> but I was like, yeah, let me. Let me watch some, let me, let me give some things a try. Handball. I don't get it. I might watch fencing. Maybe. Fencing can be, I, I, I can get along with fencing. That could be cute. What are the, um, the definitely knows that you know, you're not watching? Uh, badminton, <laughs> golf, <laughs> canoeing. I mean, you know, I'm not trying to yuck anyone's yum, but those things put me to sleep. I just, I'm not trying to go to, you know, if I have trouble sleeping during the next 17 days, I'll just throw on some canoeing. <laughs> Girl, put me right out. What? How can you watch that? It's just so slow and boring. I just sailing. Oh, no, ma'am. I, I just can't. Mm -mm. Yeah, no. And again, we're not yucking the yums. I'm curious about the triathlons, 
perhaps but I'm just not I don't yeah I'm I'm yeah but table tennis mm, 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 rowing I'm not giving that either but I but again none of those have, have been working their whole lives to get here do you watch synchronized swimming um, if it's on, I won't turn away, but I don't seek it out. I prefer the diving and the, and the other swimming. The mm-hmm. synchronized swimming can be cute. Now, I do think, you know, to me, that is a sport because it requires um, you working with others as a team and you can score it. You can score the artistry of it. So I, I get it, even though some people always say that's not a sport. I think it's more of a sport than, you know, some of these other things, to be frank with you. <clears throat> don't say badminton. So... <laughs> You're so petty because then we're going to have a listener that's going to write in like, I played Batman all through high school and it's amazing. And then I'm going to be like, well, true. Okay. High, high five for you. Um, but yeah, synchronized swimming, when I watch it, I am in awe because that takes a level of strength and coordination. One, I, you know, I don't even swim. Um, but yeah, it's, it's kind of dope. So I, I might, I might, I might get into that. Um so I was reflecting on just all of the Olympics and that I've been watching my whole life and how it's just my favorite things. What are some Olympic moments that you will never forget? The two and why is it Oksana Bayul? <laughs> I wasn't thinking of her, even though I love Oksana, as we've discussed before. I have two moments, and I think they may have come from the exact same games, the Atlanta Games of 1996. <clears throat> Muhammad Are we going to say the same thing? Oh, no. Okay. Muhammad Ali um, being the final torchbearer and lighting the cauldron in Atlanta may be one of the moments in sports that I will never forget. It was so emotional. It was so powerful. He was the perfect person to be the last person in the relay. If you haven't seen that moment, Google it. Muhammad Ali, Atlanta, 1996. It was amazing. It was absolutely amazing. Grab some tissues. You will not make it through that uh, without tearing up. Do you want me to share the other one first? Or you want to? And the other one was in the gymnastics uh, competition. This little girl, what was her name? Oh, Jesus. Help me, Bianca. Carrie Strug? Yes. That was my when she When she landed that vault and nearly broke her ankle. It was broken. And stayed on her feet to win that goal for the United States. I think all of us were like beside ourselves, what, in tears, just proud, just, I can't, I don't even know what, to, I can't even put it into words. It was amazing. <laughs> I love her. <laughs> Literally, that was my moment. Again, Atlanta, 1996. I remember um, being in New Jersey at my aunt and uncle's house watching, and we were all just sitting around watching the games And because she had broke her ankle. And I remember when she stuck that landing and then she kind of hobbled a little bit and her coach was there to I, tears, just, you literally, one, felt that pain. (laughs) But then we were like, this is what they train for. It was uh, amazing. Before there was, yeah. And Dominique Dawes, I think, was part of that team Correct. as well. Yes. So it was also seeing, you know, Dominique in her youth and her prime, like doing the damn thing. That that team, that, oh. I mean, that yeah. was iconic. <laughs> it really was. It really, it really, really was. That was my, that was my moment when you mentioned the um, Muhammad Ali and the torch lighting. Yeah. Some honorable mentions that I have to 
put on the record. In the games of 2012 in London, Serena finally was able to win her singles gold medal. I think it's the only time she won a singles gold medal at the Olympics. She also won the doubles gold with her sister Venus, that same Olympics. That was a moment that stands out for me as a huge Serena fan. And in the games of Sydney during the opening ceremony, if you remember, when they were lighting their cauldron, um, they did a lot of water stuff and the water kind of raised up off, off the floor and when they lit the torch and it was like so pretty and I had never seen a torch lighting like that. I was like, oh girl, y'all did that. <laughs> so that was cute. It sticks in my mind. It's one of those moments. And then one last thing, you're going to hate me for taking up so much time. In the games of Beijing, when they were riding the bikes <laughs> around the top of the <laughs> arena, I was like, what kind of kabuki theater is this? <laughs> I loved I was it. I, I will say <laughs> to this day, I think the opening ceremonies Beijing is one of the most amazing with the drummers. It is so oh my God. captivating. Oh my, I, oh my God. <laughs> we're we're going to get into our review of the opening ceremony uh, from last night in just a second. But oh my God, that was amazing. It was like, it is one of those things where I'm like, okay, now I need to go watch that on YouTube just to reflect on the precision and the artistry and the beauty of those opening games. I don't think, oh, so good. Just so good. I also think about, um, so Dominique Dawes, Gabby Douglas. So when she also gymnast, Black Girl Magic, <clears throat> But when she was on the uh, 2012 Olympics, where was it? Where was 2012? Because she did 2012 London. and she did 2016, right? Um, and that's kind of when she had first came on the scene. And I remember how much backlash and and things that people were saying about one, just about her, but about her hair. I remember her hair being a topic of of ridicule and conversation. Like um, she could have combed her hair better. It wasn't, she wasn't kept. And this was also, let's be clear, coming from other Black people. Um, but I remember that that being such a thing. But here we have an Olympian doing the damn thing, like amazing. Um, but we always find ways to critique and tear down also our own. I'm looking at some pictures from Gabby now. I think her hair looks fine. I don't re really remember this. Oh, I do. <laughs> um, but I mean, she looks great in all the photos. Maybe they, I mean, whatever. I mean, she can wear her hair if you want to wear it. You. But yes. Um, and I just remember her just being amazing. Like literally, again, Black Girl Magic. And then, and, and bringing us to Simone Biles. So there's just so many... I, I cannot wait. I cannot wait to see Simone do all of the things and backflip on these hoes and they all know how to score or keep up with the magic that she is. They be all right. So two things I want to ask you about and they're kind of political because you know I'm a political person. Yes. I think it was the volleyball team from either the Netherlands or Sweden. I can't remember which one. They decided they weren't going to wear the bikini bottoms. They were going to wear shorts. And I think they were fine either by their country or IOC or somebody. How do you feel about these sexist uniforms as it relates to the girls or to the women? Let me say, because they're women, the women. That's the first thing I want to ask you, politically speaking. And then for folks who win medals and they're on the medal stand, do you, how do you feel about any form of protests during the playing of their national anthems? I want to get you on the record on those two things, Bianca. <laughs> I'm messy. So, 
aren't you are so messy one let folks wear what the fuck they want to wear <laughs> why can't, because my thing is like I those bikini bottoms are not making me a better athlete I just or it's not so if I can do all of the all of the things and get the shit done and spike that their ball and win and get to the olympics then i should be able to do that in whatever underpants if the men don't have to wear the bikini bottoms in volleyball then why do the women and that's all they need to say until these men put their ass in some of these skimpy ass (laughs) bottoms then we're not doing it either (laughs) then you're gonna watch some more (laughs) then you will be tuning in (laughs) um so remember we talked about the whole protesting thing and and the, why you think I brought it up? I know because I did not and I was telling you then like I didn't know that there are just rules against um any forms of protest. Has your position changed or evolved in a couple of weeks since we in the three weeks since we talked about it last? Okay. You said <laughs> please edit that long pause and side eye. <laughs> um you know you made you had made the point that we're going to that athletes are going to the olympics to represent their country (sighs) as shitastic as it may be welcome to the side of patriotism (laughs) bianca board it's been a long journey for you but we welcome no i am not doing that I am not that. I am, I have not gone that far. Um, I will I will say this. Um, even though it's not something that I would do, I don't think they should be penalized for protesting. Mm-hmm. I don't agree with that. So, you know, what I would do and what they would do is not the same, but they should not be penalized for protesting. So I want I do want to put on the record that I don't agree with that. Yeah. The idea of of the penalty is just a mess but we talked about how you know the olympics are to unite us and all of that um wonderful good melting pot feelings so yeah i don't i don't agree with the penalties i understand that you are um quote unquote representing your country but we also know that oftentimes the country doesn't love us so yeah, I am. I I want to see people show up and and show out and give their best. I am excited about the Olympics. In this week's All the Feels, we review the opening ceremony from the games of the thirty second Olympiad, also known as the Tokyo twenty twenty Olympics. So Bianca, we are discussing this in the middle of the night. It is approaching midnight on Friday. This show will go live. This show will be published tomorrow morning. And we have we decided for the first time ever to record this late in the day because we wanted to get in our review of the opening ceremony and to have it not and to have it be fresh so that when people listen to this episode, it won't be held over by a week. I am on a high. I've had a couple of drinks. I have been enjoying this ceremony. What did you, what did you think? I first, I hope the people appreciate (laughs) what we're doing because I also want to let the folks know if they hear me whispering, leaning in, it is because I am in a hotel lobby flat. Don't do that. It's a Hyatt. (laughs) In like their like breakfast area restaurant situation. Because they said, no, you do not get a meeting room, sis. And I have my whole family upstairs in the room so I was like but we have to record this because 
I have been eager for the Olympics, all of the things. Can I just say, I don't know if this opening ceremony did it for me, to be honest. Do you, and why do you think that is? Was it the crowds? Was it just, you know, the way that they produced it? What was lacking? I think both. I think the crowd, I think I, I, I think the crowds do add some of the splendor. I think the performances, um, I don't know. I just wasn't moved. Like I, 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 yeah. And I am, of course, trying to always in the forefront that we're in a fucking pandemic so, so in the middle of a panty drawer this is what you're gonna get um so i am yes but i think if we weren't in a pandemic and it was still kind of this opening ceremony i think i would still be a little disappointed this was a little lackluster for me you know, performers always say, Bianca, that they can they that they feed off of a crowd and that the energy that a crowd gives them is what they internalize to make their performances more grand. And so it was kind of sad, honestly, to see the performers putting on the show that they had clearly been practicing for years in front of an empty arena. So before the parade of athletes, there was no one in there, but it was just cameras and chairs. And so I can't even imagine what that must have been like. And I think the disconnect that you're describing was probably because, you know, for the first half of the show, they're performing to an empty arena. <laughs> and so that's just going to have a, that's always going to be awkward because there's no energy in the space. It's just weird. It felt empty the it felt empty i think the performance with like the rubber bands and the tying of the things together gave me body in the heart yeah, i don't know gave me sad contract uh tracing vibes oh my god i don't know i don't know like i you know when you're like really 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 excited about something and then it comes and you're like oh you know i don't but this is this is the this is the beginning. This is the opening ceremonies. This is what I have been waiting for and eager. So um, this happens, but it really is. It really is about the games. Like it really is about the sports and everything that comes, you know, in this next 16 days, I'm still going to be watching. And I definitely, there were definitely some high moments for me, despite all my, I wanna my, my fussing. I want to talk about the Parade of Nations, but the one other thing I'll say, or the Parade of Athletes, I think is what they're calling it now. Um, it was a, one, one other sad thing. They spent all this money to build this beautiful Olympic stadium and they finally get to use it and no one's in it. And there's just no way to say that other than that's just sad. Um, and there's nothing we can do about it. It was their choice not to have fans. I don't know that they needed a full stadium, Bianca, but maybe a 50% capacity or a 40% capacity, I think was doable. And they just, for their own reasons, chose not to do that. That's on Tokyo. I'm, I'm just saying that that was the choice that they made. Um, and, and this is what we get. Can we get into... Hold on. Go ahead. Before, before we go further, this, the stadium holds... 68,000 people. Yes. Like, yes. I can't even imagine what that would have been, how grand that would have been if it was full. Because even, even at half capacity or a quarter capacity, that's like a lot of people. But I was like, damn, I was like 68,000 people missed out on being present. Um, I did like what they did with, um, see now people in the lobby loud. You gonna get it today, y'all. It's the middle of the night. It is the middle of the night. It is 20 minutes to midnight. <laughs> 
we are giving you <laughs> live on set right now, okay? From location in Princeton, New Jersey. Why are they loud? I bet you they're Caucasian. Okay. And I can, hear, I can hear them in your mic too. People are gonna be hearing all sorts of background this week. We apologize. I mean, get into it. I'm still gonna be loud. Um, I did like the videos from the athletes, parents and families like cheering them on. That was really, really touching for me. So I did, I did like the way they, they sprinkled that in. Okay, so I'm just gonna go ahead and say it as we discuss the parade of athletes and their attires and how we felt about this. The American delegation looked like trash. And I, I as, 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 as we've discussed, I'm very patriotic and I live for us showing up. And I was very excited when they walked in, but what they were wearing, Bianca, some je denim jeans and these ugly blue blazers and a blue top. We need to fire Ralph Lauren. We need to find somebody who can bring some color and some style to, to our athletes. That was a horrible, presentation. You juxtapose what they wore to what the athletes from Monaco wore. These regal looking like fuchsia blazers with some tailored white pants. I mean, they looked rich. My friend, so I watched a ceremony with my friends, Carmel and Sean, and Carmel was like, they look like money. They look expensive. And they absolutely did. Because when you think of Monaco, you think of money. Now, I get the jeans are quote unquote Americana. And so maybe we're known for that. We look like trash. We looked like trash. And I'm just going to say I wasn't a fan. I can't with you. Um, because in the past, they, okay, so it's always Ralph Lauren, but in the past, they, it's been like khaki bottoms that always look kind of weird. I don't, I don't think I, I can't think of an opening ceremony where the U.S. team looked great. So I, I wasn't, my, my expectation, <laughs> my expectations were low. I did write down the ones that I, I did, like some of my best dress. Let's get into it. Um, Kenya, the bright red on their beautiful melanated dark skin, everything. I loved Kenya. I loved Lithuania and the yellow and the green and their flag bearer. Um, she, her, her event is judo. I think her name is Sandra. I shall be watching because yes. Um, <laughs> and I'm going to mess it up. Kazakhstan, Kazakhstan. They had, it, it just looked different. And yeah, I like those, those three stood out for me. Um, there was one more Zambia. Mm -hmm, I also, mm -hmm. I also like Zambia. I feel like, I feel like, you know, the, the countries from the continent, they, they represent. They, for the most part, they look good. There were very few from that, the, that part of the world that I did not like. I will say this. I thought the host country, Japan, their athletes were dressed very nicely. I thought they looked amazing. They looked um, professional, yet they fit the occasion. They looked, you know, really, really sharp in their blazers. It was a throwback to when Tokyo hosted the 62 Olympics. So there was a lot of um, tradition in the in the attire. I thought Brazil looked nice. I thought um, a couple of the other European countries I thought looked nice as well. I thought Mexico looked amazing. There was a lot of countries that I thought represented well. And there was only a, there was only a few that missed the mark. And usually the ones that missed the mark were the ones where there was no uniform look, like the women were wearing one thing and the men were wearing another thing. And what was that with this two people 
for some of the countries, two people were trying to be the flag bearer and it was awkward and weird. I literally, what the hell? I literally, so I, I took notes in my phone as I watched and I wrote down why two flag bearers just mess literally <laughs> was the quote that I felt so unnecessary because it was just, um, they couldn't get in sync and it always looked like one was just pulling the pole from the other yeah. like I a few times I thought somebody was gonna get hit in the head with it because the guys are usually like exceptionally tall <laughs> exactly but and then but then some countries just had one person so I, I want to know what went into the decision that some countries would have two and why and it was always a man and a woman but why like why couldn't it just be the man or just be the woman like it was that was weird I couldn't figure that out so I didn't care for I that. They were trying to do something. And I think they were trying to do something different because the, isn't it usually just one flag there? And I think this time, yes. right? Yes. So this time they were trying to do this uh, man-woman situation. But for some of them, where they were, it was just one person holding the flag. I noticed that those were usually the ones where it's like three Olympians or but four. He, but here's the thing: there's a closing ceremony. So if you have two people that you want to to have carry the flag. One do the opening, one do the closing. Problem solved. Like, and just flip a coin if you want to make it fair. Like, you always have a solution, no, Webster. There was there was no need for this. This was this was fuckery. Also, um, let's be unified. Why are the women wearing one thing and the men wearing one another thing? Some of the men are in shorts. Some of the men are in pants. Some of the ladies have on long dresses. Some have on gowns. Like, like, can we just all get in the same outfit? Like, I don't understand what's happening. I really don't. So I don't care for that. I, I lean into countries that look like a team and they look uniform. And so when you have one country, but five different variations on the, on the outfit, I don't, I don't care for that. That's not uniform to me, whatever. <laughs> Let's get into the oily chest. Cause that's what I really want to talk about. So there was some competition this year. I'm gonna let you start on this. Was. Hold on. So, and I'm going to put, I'm probably going to put it on our Instagram because I was definitely snapping pictures of the TV screen. <laughs> and, uh, and NBC did a dirty old side by side. They were petty. They said, oh, Peter, we see your oily chest and we raise you one, a little bit of a darker hue. <laughs> It was, uh, it was a lot of things. So this year, uh, the competition, <laughs> the, the more chocolate competition for the oily chest competition, um, the competitor was, uh, I'm going to butcher his name. So I need to figure out how to pronounce it in the country that he's from. Uh, Rioli Re or Riol, Riol Re. Just, just um, chocolate and greasy. <laughs> But he did not. I'm sorry, but Peter still hands down because Peter gives you oh my abs and definition. Peter Peter has the better physique, but you know we're not body shaming You're anyone. Nice. I give them both credit because because I'm not a, I'm not as good as either one of them. But Peter definitely has more of of an ab thing if that's your thing. But let me tell you, I love that they both served it. Like Peter came out and the other guy was like, you know what, I see that. And you know what, I'm gonna pull my shirt off and oil my body down too, cause we could both be oily. And then whoever's in the production truck at NBC was like, let's do a split screen on this. And I was, I was living. And then Miss Savannah, <laughs> did you catch what she said? She's like, so let's take a moment and take this in. <laughs> I was like, Savannah, can we talk about Miss Savannah Guthrie, please? <laughs> I live for her because she is going to give you um, 
give you thirsty milf and and <laughs> fun she really was and fun jeopardy facts <laughs> the entire the entire time i was here for it give her an emmy <laughs> yeah so i loved it now can we go to the torch to the cauldron lighting so it was maybe three four weeks ago where we were talking about maybe longer than that we were talking about Naomi Osaka and whether or not she would go to these games I think you asked me that question in one of our shows and I told you that it was such a big deal for her in Japan that there's no way that she could pass this up she's like the Muhammad Ali of Japan I had no idea when I said that that she would truly be the Muhammad Ali of Japan if there was an emotional high point for me Bianca it was seeing this multiracial woman who clearly knew her moment, who clearly decided to pay homage to both sides of her heritage in the way that she presented herself on in the Olympic Stadium, to be the final torchbearer for Japan, to climb those steps and to light the cauldron. That was the perfect person to do it. It was a it was it was just it was a great moment for her, for Japan, for the whole damn enterprise. She said, I am also going to give you these black girl braids of color. Yes, she did. Yes, she did. And I was here for it. She, because she will remind us always that she is Japanese and Haitian. Okay. Yes. <laughs> so it was, that was, uh, that was a very intentional thing that she did. It was obvious mm -hmm. to me. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. It was, it was a moment that, um, uh, just yeah yeah I think that is I think that's gonna be one of those moments like Muhammad Ali that is kind of gonna go down in Olympic history and I mean you were calling it like a few episodes ago like she is Japan star and but I did not know about Ru Hachimura who plays for the Wizards he was the flag bearer for Japan mm -hmm. he is a tall it's a tall black guy yes was really tall because you know I, I have a thing for tall men so of course I saw I him. I saw him and I said hey friend <laughs> hello. He's beautiful. Um, <laughs> yes but you know because you know I don't want I don't watch the sports on the regular or the net the netball as I call basketball. But you, but you need but you need because to. <laughs> he plays for the Washington Wizards do I need to become a Wizards? Do I, I didn't need even know to that. Start watching? Perhaps he does he's like a thing um but also very tall and multiracial and divine also born in japan um but yeah i i was just i think it's also just a reminder that um as i've been seeing lately we are not bipoc or poc we were we are people of the global majority okay so just this i think this games is is giving that reminder I also think it's important for us to say whoever's running PR for the for Japan's Olympic Committee, they have really done a number this week to think that to think that they put um, to put black people in such prominent roles, one half of their flag bearers, the final torch bearer. They, they, those were choices that they made, Bianca, that, that they didn't have to make. And I think it was brilliant on their part. Um, Japan, they're off to a great start in the PR department. And some of these other countries could learn a few things. That's it. That's all. 
All right. So the opening ceremony is now in the books. We have 16 days of competition. Tennis begins bright and early tomorrow morning. So I'm excited about that. It looks like all the tennis will be on one network. So I'm satisfied. And the archery is also underway. So I'm excited about that. And we'll have to wait until week two, I think, for track and field and for the women's gymnastics, I think they're gonna start with the men as they generally do, but we will get some swimming in week one because I think we do swimming first and then diving. Is that how it usually goes? I think so. I have been looking up calendars and schedules and things because <laughs> I want to be on top of all, all of it. Um, I follow olympics.com on Facebook. And so what they just put out is like a list of the day one sports. So they're doing that every day love that hold on before we before we move on to two things that i have to mention mm-hmm. i really liked the ads that and so i don't know i don't know if like the opening ceremony so i don't know if the um yeah if it's the same amount of money and everything that goes into the ads but these ads during the opening ceremonies really touched me. There were a few that really got me emotional. The play new, the Nike ad was great. Um, the Lily Medicine ad was great. Like they were just, I was like, wow, something about the ads this time around was just more touching, more uh, powerful, emotional, I think. So that was one thing I wanted to mention. Also, our, um, because I forgot to mention, I want to give him his due because he is not just a body, okay? Our oily man from Tom, (laughs) Peter, okay? He won, I didn't know that, I didn't know that he competes in both the summer and the winter Olympics. So Mm -hmm, he mm -hmm. has, he has range and he has an engineering degree. He is not just a body. (laughs) So, so yes, but here's the thing. PETA addresses the way he dresses for a reason. He d- he wants to be objectified. And so I am willingly going along with it. If he doesn't want to talk about, if he doesn't want us to talk about his muscly, oily body, he would put a shirt on. So I don't think he's the least bit bothered by the fact that, that we're out here in these streets looking at him. And we are. <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> So next week, Bianca will be giving us an update on badminton, rowing, and canoeing. Can't wait. No, she won't. <laughs> you already know. I'm not I'm not watching that there's sports climbing. I'm not, not that table tennis confusion. I'm I'm not. But I heard that team handball. <laughs> That's not a thing, y'all. That she made that up. <laughs> that, that that it is it is. No, it's know. badminton. We'll, it's we'll, not we'll handball. Okay. No, there's a handball. So the Oh, you weren't joking because I, I seriously thought you were joking. That's two different things that you see now. <laughs> it's, it's late. It's late, y'all. It's late. It's late. <laughs> we're, we're moving on. All right. And this week's got to do, we are reminding you that for the next 16 days, you need to be watching the Olympics. It's very important to Bianca. Take the time out to relax, kick up your heels, eat some of those cookies that she mentioned that I'm not going to mention the brand name because they didn't pay us any money and enjoy the games of the 32nd Olympiad. It is very, very important. And we might have a little update for you on next week's episode. Also, a reminder that on August 7th, we are doing the Zodiac episode. You need to go to uh, Cafe Astrology and do your birth chart. I will be putting out some information about how to do that on our social media this week. But make sure you do your birth chart in advance of our August 7th episode, the Zodiac episode. And next week, 
Next week is a review of our, uh, what month are we in? <laughs> we're in July. Next month, we're reviewing the July book club book. Um, and so it's 40 acres. And so make sure you have read the book because next week we will be reviewing the book and discussing. Um, so you got one more week to review the book. Um, Bianca, I know this is made, this might be the shortest gotta do we've ever done. Anything else they gotta do this week? Um, be blessed. <laughs> Enjoy themselves. Get some, some good summertime. Keep wearing your masks and behave yourself. Or not. Or not. The other thing that they gotta do is continue to listen to Ward and Webster. Every week we come out here and put on these here shit nanigans and sound foolery for your listening pleasure. So please take a listen and tell a friend and maybe watch, you know, the, the YouTube clips that Isaiah insists mm -hmm. on putting mm -hmm. up do and that. subscribe to the channel. Follow us on the Twitter and the Instagram at Ward and Webster. Uh, feel free to email us at wardwebster at gina or slide into our dms and tell us what you want us to know feel and do because we're always looking for suggestions for things to talk about because my brain capacity is limited that's it that's all i got we made it they about to turn the lights off on me y'all <laughs> in this here little restaurant situation <laughs> all right so this episode is in the books and we will see you next week all right I'm Isaiah Webster. I am Bianca Ward. Happy watching Olympics.